Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good Monday morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thank you for joining us this morning. We always appreciate you uh, taking the time out and hope you had a wonderful weekend. And I know you guys are getting ready for busy times ahead with uh, the celebration of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. But in the meantime... We have other business to take care of. Yes, we will have our healthcare um, hotline guru, Candace Thomas, on later in the show. But today we recognize and appreciate our law enforcement officers and our agencies. Um, today is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, and we want to kind of take some time to kind of get to know a little bit about um, some of our law enforcement agencies and, and what the, their purposes are and goals and concerns. And so today I have the pleasure of having uh, Ms. Brenda Goss-Andrews, who is the president of NOBLE, which is the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Good morning. How are you, Ms. Andrews? Good morning. Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you so much for taking the time out this morning. Um, Before we go forward, can you please give us an idea of what NOBLE is? Certainly. I'd be glad to. Uh, Well, NOBLE, as you said, is the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives, and we were founded in 1976 in Washington, D.C., by a group of law enforcement professionals who wanted to address the time the disparities in in hiring and in promotions of of people of color, particularly African Americans, in uh, law enforcement, as well as dealing with the issues of crime in our urban cities. And and what's ironic to me, and I've, I've said this many times, is that that was discussed in 1976. Here we are in 2023. Got to get used to saying that one. Uh, you know, dealing with some of the same issues in terms of, of crime in the urban cities, as well as hiring a diverse workforce. And what has been at the, the forefront of advocacy and making sure that we are the voice of law enforcement, particularly as it pertains to uh, people of color, our communities, you know, of color. So uh, we've been on the front lines of of many, many things. Uh, We're not a civil rights group, but we do, you know, stand out on issues that law enforcement and 
our community. So, like you said, you've been around for a while. The organization has been around for a while. What things have you seen that have, let's say, changed or improved, and what things have kind of stayed the same and maybe even gotten a little bit worse? Well, you know, I know that's a lot to ask. Yeah, as as things change, they remain the same. Uh, certainly, we have seen. Uh, and, and let me just say this to your listeners: uh, I was a law enforcement, you know, officer myself. I spent close to thirty years with the Detroit Police Department. Uh, you wow, know, from congrats. a patrol officer on on the street and a beat officer, a sex crime detective. Uh, I did hiring and recruiting for the police department, and before I retired, I was a deputy chief in in charge of our, you know, budgeting and and all of you know and all of that. So when I came on, you know, there was a push. Uh, we had our first black mayor, Colvin Young, in the city of Detroit, and we were mm-hmm. uh, urban city, predominantly you know African American as, as we are even today but probably with less percentages. But we were a city of over a million, probably 1.2 or 3, you know, million uh, residents. But we did not have a police department that was reflective of the community. And Coleman Young set out to change that. He hired uh, the first black police chief, William Hart, at the time. And there was a huge campaign to hire African-Americans, Hispanic people of color, and women. It was a big, you know, big push, you know, for that. So over time, uh, you know, we have struggled in, in keeping diverse workforce. And if I could explain that, a lot of times people don't, don't understand how you can have a predominantly uh, African-American uh, community uh, throughout mm-hmm. and be able to get candidates. Well, I, I ran recruiting and, and hiring for the, for the police department. And white uh, males have a legacy of policing, as you know. It, it goes all, you know, all the way back to the beginning of policing. You know, their fathers, uh-huh. grandfathers, you know, that was the, the profession that they went into. And it was a long legacy of, of joining police departments. Uh, where uh-huh. African-Americans, the tensions between African-Americans and the police department, you know, was endless. You can go, you know, way back about that. So African-Americans weren't so eager to join, you know, police departments because of these tensions, because of these things that, that were going on, you know, in the community between the police. So it was always that struggle to get, you know, officers of, of color you know, to join. And a lot of times they said, oh, well, African-Americans couldn't pass the psychological and the drug test. That, that was not the case. The case was we just had a hard time then. Mm-hmm. Hello? Ms. Andrews? Uh-oh. Did we lose Ms. Andrews? Oh, boy. I let me somehow see. Oh, Ms. Andrews, are you there? I'm still here. Okay, we lost you for a moment. Go ahead, please. Oh, I'm sorry. So, you know, just uh, 
knowledge of hiring is not something, you know, new. Uh, this is something that police departments now are struggling with. Uh, even our federal counterparts, you know, are struggling with hiring, you know, a diverse uh, workforce. And, and certainly it's been exacerbated by, you know, a lot of the, the social media and the access to information that was not part of the landscape, you know, when I came on. Now it's mm-hmm. just that quick access to information that's broadcast a lot of times, you know, negatively. And, and that's also been a challenge, of, you know, for our law enforcement chiefs and administrators to overcome. In addition to pay and benefits, you know, that's the other thing. You know, in a city, you know, budgets are, are limited. You know, the tax base is limited. The revenue is limited. So, uh-huh. you know, that's been additional, you know, challenge, uh, especially in, in our urban uh, cities. So that's just important to give some historical context, you know, for your listeners. How um, is it recruiting uh, people into law enforcement, especially people of color, into law enforcement? And what, what challenges do you face with that? Well, I think it's, it's, it's the same challenges. You know, certainly it's, it's benefits and, and pay, you know, naturally. But also in looking out, when we're looking at our, our millennial generation, you know, our Gen Z, they have a different perspective, you know, on working. You know, when I, I grew up, you know, it was like, you know, get the job, get a pension, you know, work for 25, 30 years, uh, you know, retire and happily ever after. Uh, police departments have to kind of make that pivot now that this is not your father's, your grandfather's policing anymore. Uh, uh-huh. You know, our young people, you know, are looking for a balance between, you know, working and, and, and family life. And police departments are going to have to try to pivot for that. You know, one of the major things is, is child care, and that's not just for women, but for men. You know, how do you balance that, that family life? And my son's a millennial, and they seem to value, you know, time off. So some police departments, I think there's one in California, I can't think of what, you know, they're really trying to work through that. How can we uh, offer that, you know, balance? How can we make that attractive to bring in, you know, women, to bring in, uh you know, our younger generation, uh, you know, to policing. So that, that's one of the challenges now because policing is always that traditional uh, hierarchical, you know, come to work, you know, work, you don't complain, you know, you go home. But right. now, you know, that paradigm shift and, and police departments are going to have to, you know, kind of uh, look at that and, and, and really pivot from what we had that model of 20, 25 years ago, even 10 years ago, as far as that yeah. And I think part of it is because you have people that see some of the people who have, did adhere to that work ethic and they worked all of those years, and then when they retired, either, you know, pensions got cut or, you know, they, you know, they retired and some of them, didn't live long past the retirement. And so I think you know, there's a kind of a pause now to say, okay, I don't want to just 
do all that work and then that's kind of it. There needs to be a little bit of something more. You know, I need time with family. I need time to enjoy retirement if I'm going to have retirement and be in good health to do it. So, yeah, I think the perspective has kind of changed a bit. So. Yeah, yes, so. absolutely. And since pensions, you know, are becoming a thing of the past, people wanted mm-hmm. to stay that full pension. But now with the 401K, there's also really not that loyalty, you know, to the organization. Because, right. you know, after two or three years, they see another shiny penny, you know, they move about. And that's another challenge that we're seeing that as officers, uh, you know, move to other agencies. And some of them are having some lateral. I was reading about a police department, I can't think of what city or state, you know, offering lateral transfers so you're able to kind of maintain your rank or whatever, your structure, you know. That's how, I don't want to use the word desperate, but how needy police departments are to, you know, get, you know, people. And they are just offering incentives and, and different things now. So, that that's a huge, uh, very huge challenge now for law enforcement. Right, I I, I understand. I yeah. I want to ask though about uh, challenges for law enforcement, especially you know those when it comes to situations that we're seeing now. For example, uh, the situation with George Floyd and some others, where uh, the police are being more and more scrutinized. And for police of color, I, I I would suspect there's kind of a conflict between, you know, kind of, you know, I, I am a police officer, but I'm also uh, an ethnic minority, and um, I can't necessarily appreciate some of what's going on that puts the lives of my brothers and sisters in, in jeopardy who are not in law enforcement. So. How is that balanced, and, and what kind of, of things do you hear or what kind of issues come up when it comes to those type of situations? Well, I think uh, that's always been an issue. You know, I don't want to say issue. That's always been maybe, you know, a challenge and a thought that you are, you know, African-American and you are policing. Uh, especially those in, in urban areas are policing, you know, your brothers and sisters that look like you, you know, in mm-hmm. a, a community. Mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, if you do the right thing, follow the law, then you don't have that 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 conflict. You're not conflicted. You know, if, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and I'm not saying, you know, turn a blind eye to what's going on and allowing, you know, George Floyd and many other incidents. I want to do George Floyd had many incidents, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the country and time uh, of, of similar, you know, things. Uh, a lot of the officers I talk to, you know, say that they don't they don't really struggle with that. Now, maybe in some agencies, you know, they do. If you are in the minority, now if you're in a major city, then yes. But if you are a minority, maybe uh, in other suburban police departments where you are grossly outnumbered, you maybe the one or two that's there, then possibly, you know, that might be 
you know, might be a challenge. One thing I want to bring up is the difference is social media. When I was mm-hmm. like, we didn't have no social media. Social media really is a new phenomenon, uh, mostly blowing up in the 21st century and, and beyond that we see uh, everything's reported, you know, all the time, real time. Uh, that is, is one of the, the challenges of law enforcement impeding them from doing, you know, their jobs is always being recorded. And the thing about recording, uh, and, and, and it's been good, and the body cams that officers wear, you know, have been good to really, you know, prove prove the case. But mm-hmm. with social media, you know, there's been good and, and there's been, you know, bad. A lot of times when people are, you know, recording things, we have to understand they're recording it at that point in time that they're seeing it. But other things have unfolded, you know, prior to. So that's why you see investigations having to take the time to bear out, you know, everything and that we just can't believe, you know, that little one sound bite or that one picture, you know, that we're seeing. So that that is, a, you know, one of the challenges of the 21st century that officers did not have to face before is, you know, the social media and a lot of real-time coverage, which sometimes uh, I would say distorted, but doesn't give the complete picture or the full picture, you know, mm-hmm. of what's going on in particular incident. So I think those kinds of things are are really uh, 21st century challenges for our, for our officers out there and for our chief, chief of police and our administrators you know, in, in managing that culture. So, like we said, it is National Law Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, and wanted to find out from you your thoughts in terms of how communities can show more or better appreciation toward the law enforcement officers and the agencies in their communities. You know, if I had my druthers, I'd really change it to Law Enforcement and Community Appreciation Day because the police need the community. The community needs, you know, police. We we really, uh, you know, should be in lockstep and working together because we are stronger together. But, you know, just to answer the, the question, one of the things we did here, uh, you know, in Detroit and probably, you know, throughout the country was uh, – Feed the Police Day, sometimes during the summer. And our community would come together to, at the precinct, you know, bring in, you know, food, and they would feed, feed the police, you know, do two shifts. And the officers could come in, you know, sit down, maybe on their lunch break, you know, and talk and, and, and meet the community. So, you know, just simple things, you know, like that can be, you know, be done. Um We've had other community events, you know, for children, and we invite the community in. So, you know, it doesn't take a lot to show appreciation. And let me just give a little simple thing. Sometimes just waving at the officers or speaking to them because they meet so many people and everybody's using that or some situation. But just speaking you know, you see an officer, you know, thank you for your service. I appreciate what, you know, what you're doing. Or teaching your children that, uh, you know, the police are your friend and, 
know, having the children wave at the police. You know, these these are simple things that can that can be done, and mm-hmm. it really seems not like much, but it really could make a day. You know, for that officer to see a smiling face or someone, you know, waving and thanking them. So it's not always the big things. It's just sometimes it's just the smaller things that, you know, really show the appreciation and, and make an officer's uh, day. Well, we appreciate you and, and the work that you've done and the work that Noble is doing um, to support law enforcement and to enlighten in the community. And so and we thank you for your time this morning. Uh, how can people, if they want to know more about Noble, how can they get in contact? Well, they can visit our website, uh, org. All right, and we will be posting that link on the G's Power Hour Facebook page, too. Uh, okay. Any, any, any last Words, ma'am, yes. that you had? I want to okay. quickly uh, say to your listeners, those in law enforcement especially, that we're having what we call our CEO Symposium in my hometown, Detroit, uh, April 14th and 15th, 2023. And this brings law enforcement from around the country, our chiefs, our state, local, federal uh, chiefs and CEOs to Detroit, uh, for training and, and discussion on issues like, like this, how can we do better policing. So that's also on our website where they can register for that here in Detroit, April 14th and 15th. So thank you so much. Appreciate uh, you having Noble on, and, you know, we'd be glad to come back again. Anytime. You are welcome. Thank you so much, Ms. Andrews. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a blessed Bye-bye day. Now. Bye-bye. We're going to take a quick break. Thank you, Ms. Andrews from Noble. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we want to thank Brenda Goss Andrews of Noble, the National Association of Black Law Enforcement Executives, for helping us get a better handle on what's going on with law enforcement and telling us how we can show better appreciation to our hardworking law enforcement officers and executives. So, you know, like she said, a simple smile, a wave, feed them. That 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 works too. So, but you know, just just be a little little kind. You know, you can do it. Today, also, by the way, is National 
uh, clean off your desk day, which is something I am working very hard on. I got my, I'm burning up my shredder. Um, it's the second Monday of January each year, and it's recognized as National Clean Off Your Desk Day. And there's some tips for getting organized. So um, one of the things that they suggest, first of all, is just plain for initially remove everything from your desk, everything from the desk, and then clean the desk, clean the surface of the desk. And then they say as you replace items on the desk, clean them with, the appropriate cleaners, um, usually a damp cloth. They say it's sufficient. Um, they say electrical items, you know this, need special care, okay. And they said, like I said, get out the shredder and the garbage can. Shred, file, scan documents, business cards, and receipts and photos as needed, and then you can just toss them, you know, just, you know, have a backup drive, too. You're not trying to put everything on the main hard drive. You know, so, you know, thumb drive or, or whatever it is, uh, make sure you keep that. Uh, place all documents and photos in the appropriate locations. Uh, it says shred and toss outdated documents, non-working pens. Yeah, I just recently went through um, some pens. I got a, I gotten a couple of cigar boxes from uh, Total Wine, and, uh, I've been using them to kind of put like markers and, and pens. So yeah, I've been going through my pens because I hate when you pick up a pen and it's just as dry as I don't know what. And some of them are old, shred. So yeah, uh, make sure those pens are working. Uh, get rid of those that junk mail. Yeah, my shredder is going. Um, and, and you know, I know some people think I'm weird because I shred junk mail. If if there's junk mail with your name or some sort of ID on it, I would at least tear off the part that has your information on it and shred it. But yeah, I don't like to leave stuff in the trash or in the recycle bin with my name and information on it. So yeah, so I would do that. Um, and then the other thing that I would suggest, not only to clean off your desk, um, make it appealing. That's another thing I'll say. If you have a nice photo either of, you know, family or if it's something that inspires you, you know, maybe have that on your desk. Um, I bought a, a vase and, um, you know, put some flowers in it. Um, I have a little candle sometimes. I like if I'm, you know, working in the evening or whatever. Um, I, I have maybe that. I bought some pins that were kind of blingy, and I put, you know, I said, well, you know, I get, I'll get some new pins and just have them, you know, displayed kind of decoratively because they were very pretty, but just something that kind of makes you smile while you're working. The other thing, too, is I would suggest not only clean off your physical desk, but clean off or clean out your desktop on your computer. Do you every now and then kind of say, what is that app or what is that icon and don't remember what it is or why it's there or, or even questioning why, why, why if you put it on there, why it's there. So I, this would be a time to not only clean off your physical desk, I, my suggestion is to go into your desktop, go through your files, start cleaning out some of that stuff so you don't have to question what's there um, and be concerned. You know, just make sure that, you know, if, if you have to discard files or if you have to update apps, this would be a good time to update apps. But go ahead and clean that stuff out and off. So um, 
that's my suggestion for National Clean Off Your Desk Day. Um, like I said, I, I'm gradually working. Um, I, I keep trying to take stuff off. I keep ending up putting some of this stuff back. But, you know, just make it, if, if it's got to be there, just make it look good and organized and, and make yourself a little bit more inspired while you're working. So anyway, and if you have any suggestions, uh, share them on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. We'd love to find out what your suggestions are for National Clean Off Your Work Desk Day, uh, you know, and um, or cleaning off your uh, – and we'll probably have Burton on later on, probably next week, and maybe he can give some other tips about cleaning off your desktop. Uh, the founder the, – and I can't find out any other information or much information, This and this is from nationaldaycalendar.com – was – A.C. Viero of Cleo, Michigan, is founder of this day. So thank you, A.C. Really appreciate it. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, Candace Thomas to give us some health and wellness tips. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. And we will be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar. Or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faith, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Good afternoon and welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And like I mentioned earlier, um, it is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Um, if you missed the first segment of the show, you can list, save the link and listen later. Um, we want to thank Ms. Brenda Goss-Andrews, who is with NOBLE, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives, for coming on and giving us a little more insight. And so we look forward to having her back on. In the meantime, our health and wellness expert and and beauty expert, because I'm I'm just going to give you new titles, Candace. Candace Thomas is back on with us. Happy New Year, Candace. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm doing well. Glad to have you back. So what's been going on? How were your holidays? It was fun-filled. It was great. Um, And we had um, a lot of family and some good, healthy food options, actually. We did a healthy menu this year. Um, And we just had some fellowship and some fun with each other. Well, I... I, you know, in terms of the health thing, well, health and and beauty, because you and I have talked about it. One of the things that I I did, um, I'm getting rid of some of my plastic uh, drinkware. Um, I bought 
uh, well, my hubby also bought me for my for Christmas, but um, I've been converting to gla- the glass water bottles, you know, and I kind of worried about that for a little bit because, you know, it's like glass, you know, easy to break and stuff like that. But most of them have like the silicone sleeves on them. So uh, there's like a little bit of a buffer or a cushion on there, but I got about three or four of them over the holidays. You know, and oh, I, that's all I use in my house is glassware and then the um, the aluminum um, uh, water containers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, but so that's but, all I mean, that I use. Yeah, but I mean, I've been what I the water bottles I've been taking to the gym and stuff like that have been mostly or or in my car have been mostly plastic. So I'm converting those too when I go out. You know, so. Very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that the next time I see you that my hair will show that I've been trying to to, um, drink the water. And and I I guess it's a little bit, I I know it's just, it may be psychological, it's just a little bit more appealing to have that uh, cool-looking water container, you know. Actually, whenever, I think I changed mine over two years ago. And uh-huh. I take that thing everywhere, right? And it mm-hmm. makes me drink the water because, to, to be honest with you, um, the one I have is insulated and it keeps it cold. I stays like mm-hmm. ice all day, and so it's just it's you know it is enticing. It makes it like you know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the boozy side of me. I don't know. You know. <laughs> Well, I got one, so I got one now that I, you know, and like I try to put them in the refrigerator overnight, you know, fill them, put in the refrigerator overnight. So I've got one I pull out and I keep it like in a general family room, kitchen area. Um, I got one that I take upstairs to have, uh, you know, and the, the funny part about it, my husband was already kind of doing some of this. So he has one on his nightstand and I have one on my my nightstand and so if one of us runs out you know the other one now has uh the water bottle uh upstairs and then I, I when I keep on my desk in the office and then now, now like I said I got a new one for uh the gym in the car so, so yeah very good girl very good so what's been going on? I know my first question, and by the way, if you all have questions for Candace, the number is 516-387-1944. I have a question about uh, hair moisturizers or, okay. and, and I guess how to use them. I, um, you know, I've been trying to do better. You know, I've been working on it. But my problem is, when, you know, I go to the pool. I get out of the pool. I do the co-wash on my hair. And then while my hair is still wet, I will, you know, I, I usually, you know, towel dry it or whatever a little bit, but it's still kind of damp. And I put the hair moisturizer and I use the wet brush and, and, you know, brush it through. When it dries, though, it seems like it's kind of hard. And I didn't know if there's, you know, maybe I have the wrong moisturizer or if I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to do. Uh, but it, it it doesn't doesn't feel soft at all. And I didn't know if there was something you could suggest. Well, it could be the moisturizer. So a lot of times when the hair dries wet, dries from wet to dry, and mm-hmm. it dries in a clump setting. So the the moisturizer 
um, some moisturizers or products, let me say products, put a cast around the hair, right? And mm-hmm. so then once that hair, that cast is brushed out, it, it doesn't necessarily penetrate it, but it's added a cast to it. Um, so, like, for my curly hair girls, I would say, like, if you're using, like, a gel or something like that, you have to, you know, provide, you, you want the cast to crunch the cast out and then provide a moisturizer at the end later, like an oil, a light oil or something like that later. So if you're doing something that's dry or wet, you might want to use something a little bit softer, like a, um, like use your moisturizer. So I would say use something like a hair milk. So Carol's daughter has a hair, hair milk, and it's actually 15% off right now at Target. Who is that? Today. Carol's daughter, Carol Milk. It's on okay. sale. So instead of it being um, 15 something dollars, it's $6.49. Just letting you know. Okay. Um, Carol's daughter's hair milk is a good one to use. Also, Mizani has a hair milk. I didn't use that hair milk on you when I was doing your hair um, in the salon setting. So it's mm-hmm. a nice, like, wet moisturizer that you can use. It's light. But then maybe turn around and use a little bit of a foam wrap lotion and then kind of let it settle. So when you mm-hmm. do comb the cast out, because it's wet, it's going to provide, it's going to put a cast on it, right? So when you do comb mm-hmm. the cast out um, of the hair, so if you molded it to like a wrap or like molded it to your head and then you're combing the cast out later, or like mm-hmm. you're putting a roller in and then you're trying to break the cast, then you mm-hmm. should feel the softness from the, from the, hair milk product um, that it provided. So that's what I would suggest. So maybe okay, that's your, your moisturizer is probably a moisturizer for more dry texture versus wet to dry. Or if it's like okay. a moisturizer that you need heat to activate it. So it just depends on how it's activated. So since you're doing wet to dry, I would suggest something like a milk product or can to I've used I have it for my daughter. I've used Cantu Kids Detangler. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used the Cantu Spray. I've used Millie Conditioner Spray. I've used a, a pattern. I use a lot of it, right? Because I've been trying to find the right uh, consistency of products for my daughter. Hence how right. I use daughter's on sale. And then okay. I use it because uh, her hair is changing as she gets older. So um, Already? Wow. Yeah, it went from really fine, soft, like it didn't look like it had any curls, to now it has some curls, and it has her hair is brown, so it has this dusty tone where it doesn't look like it has moisturizer to it. it doesn't have no shine. Doesn't keep oh, the wow. shine to it, and so we're 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 moving through these products and to so I can find the right one. Right now, we are both using Carol's Daughter because I got it yesterday, so I tried it last night. I like how it says in her hair. I like how the hair, I like how hair milk goes in my hair, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you, you know, even know though I have sale? a relaxer, I, you know, I do like the hair milk, um, and especially when I'm transitioning, you know, you know, letting the new growth come in before, you know, because I don't, you know, I don't like the put the chemicals on there too much, but I do want it to still look nice while it's transitioning. 
So, so yes, honey, it's on sale. Just letting you know. Yes, ma'am. Sale. All right. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, so yeah, because the other thing that I was experiencing too, but and it kind of makes sense, is I was getting tangles. I was getting uh, knots and stuff, and that was driving me crazy because I was like, oh, you know, it, it you know was causing a little bit of, of breakage and stuff like that. And I was like, no, that's not what I want. So. Um, you mentioned a detangler. One that I really like is the um, of Nature um, detangler. It's the uh, is it got the honey in it? I think it is. I have that, that line for of product too. Have I like that for your, my um, my head to toe um, detangling my hair? It's a little heavy mm-hmm. for my daughter's hair, but again, I'm not okay. gonna get rid of it because. Again, her hair might change for her. I like it for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that so product gonna, line is really within nice. Within the next five years, it's going to change. So, uh, we're, <laughs> okay. like I said, I've never been that person to go through products like that, but I'm going through mm-hmm. them now. So, if you have any yeah. questions about a lot of these products, honey, I can tell you, uh, because we're going through them. Okay? Really? Really? What are you using yes. for a co-wash? This, Right now, I'm using, I think it's called Curls, Curls Me or something like that. It's mm-hmm. um, at Ulta, and um, I kind of like it. I kind of don't. It gives me hit or miss vibes. So what I'm experiencing now, last time we talked, I said, oh, I'm not really experiencing the postpartum hair loss. Well, I'm experiencing it now. So uh-huh. um, I I started, <laughs> there's two things that I'm getting ready to use that I've gotten because, you know, again, guys, it's okay to try some of this stuff out. So I'll be your guinea pig for this for this <laughs> season. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a hair oil. I think it's called Rosemary Organic Hair Oil, right? And it's the, mm-hmm. it's the rave on TikTok. And really? it's supposed to help grow the hair. So um, it's um, right now it's sold out. I was actually able to grab, buy one bottle of this stuff. Do I feel it's working? It's going to take a couple weeks to, feel, to see if it's working, so I can't tell you guys if it is. I do like the aroma. So how you use this particular oil is you put it on the scalp, rub it in, and you leave it in, okay? So Didn't you mention, though, that, something about having to watch rosemary? Uh, because it it can it's clarifying. It can be yeah, rosemary shampoo is clarifying. This is an oil. Okay, so a little different. So, like, okay. if you're using a rosemary, like I used to use rosemary conditioner as a co-wash instead of as a conditioner. I mm-hmm. never use rosemary. I've used rosemary shampoo one time. And mm-hmm. on clients one time, and I was I hated the way that made the hair feel. Okay? okay, and I used three different brands, and they all felt the same way. So as far as clarifying, I have used the rosemary conditioner as a co-wash. It clarified the hair enough for me, mm-hmm. but it didn't strip the hair. Hence, it was a it was a conditioner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this oil. You know, reading, researching the benefits of rosemary 
for regrowth purposes, and I think it has other ingredients in it, like tea tree and uh, jojoba and um, grapeseed, all that inside of the oil. It should help with regrowth, has regrowthing properties in it. There's another one, oil, that I do just recently ordered, and it should be on the mail. haven't used it yet, guys, so I'll let you know what it is. I actually ordered the whole line. Because I was curious, okay? I was curious. And it's called Donna Recipe by Tabitha Brown. I am an avid Tabitha Brown fan when it comes to her recipes and being vegan. I'm not vegan all the way, y'all, because I still like some chicken and eggs (laughs) and fish. But I got you. I I have dibbled and dabbled in some of her recipes, which happen to be really good. And she has this sweet potato souffle hair conditioning um, product that just intrigued me. And so thanks to social media, I decided to give it a try. So next time we talk, I will let you know how it is. I wanted Mm -hmm. to try the hair mask. She also has a regrowthing oil as well. So I will let you know the status of my my hairline because it is slowly, and I mean not say slowly, fastly diminishing as oh, wow. we go through it. And I'm getting literally like every time I wash my hair, soccer balls full of hair. It is common oh, wow. with having a baby. Okay, guys? Mm. So I knew that this was going to happen. I'm not devastated. So I'm prepared mentally I'm just now trying to get either A, slow down the process and get the hair to regrow, and then mm-hmm. um, find a haircut that I want to cut my hair into right now. Right now I'm kind of keeping it full so that way I can get disguise it and give the illusion that I have a lot of hair. But it is, it okay. is coming up. Yeah. Well, I have one. I have one that I have kind of taken a liking to. Um, it's Eden Body Works All Natural Coconut Shea Co-Wash. And I found it at, I think I originally found it at Walmart, and then I had a hard time, so I was trying some other stuff. I found it also at Sally's. Sally's has it, as well as some other parts of the line. Um, the uh, in fact, I ended up, and I'm not, and I'm not going to necessarily swear by the other product because I, I just I don't use it that much. I use it kind of sparingly, but um, the they had like a buy one get one or whatever, and they only had like one of the co wash because it would have gotten two. So I got the hair mask, and what was suggested is that you know maybe kind of with some water put it on my hair just before I, you know before I go in the pool to help protect my hair from the pool. So it says. So the hair mask I, I use kind of for that and also like maybe once a week um, when I'm doing my regular wash. But the co-wash, I really like it. My only problem is it comes in a jar, so I use it at home. But I'm looking for some version of that to take with me to the gym when I get out of the pool. So, But that's the one that I'm kind of swearing by right now is um, Eden. Okay. So if you oh, get a well, chance, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that one to try. Yeah. Like I yeah, said, I've been trying it all. I normally yeah. stick with stick with what works. 
listen, uh-huh. I understand, ladies and gentlemen. So what was working probably still works, but things have changed. So I'm going to change with y'all. And then, too, I also want to let you know what's out there and what what we can, how it feels and how it works and what's good or not. Do you want to spend your money or do you not? So yeah. is it worth that? If it, is it worth twenty dollars price tag or if it's, <laughs> it's definitely not. So yeah, well, I yeah, would definitely the, give the, that the Eden try. is Eden is not that much. It's it's um, I've seen it around seven ninety nine. That's kind of the going price that I'm been looking at for that. Um, Ooh, I like seven ninety nine. <laughs> I know, but but what I did notice is, and, and I've got to explore this that as I was talking and I was looking online, is that they have what they call a, a lavender aloe moisturizing co-wash in a bottle. So if I can, I might even have to order that online. And you know, I'm not the big online ordering person. Uh, I guess more so these days, but I have not seen it at Sally, so I might have to um, order that and try that. Um, to take with me to the gym. But, yeah. So, anyway, what, you know, it's kind of, I guess you could say, a fickle time right now in terms of the weather. Uh, you know, some some cool days. We had a few, the colder days, I was kind of homebound, kind of under the weather anyway, so I, I kind of missed some of those. But, you know, like this morning was kind of cool and everything. So, um, drier weather right now? Right. Yeah, it's drier weather. Um, so, again, I say this is a good time to kind of experiment for my curly girls, experiment with wearing natural hair out and maybe doing some straightening for your hair. If your hair is compromised, um, you're going to feel your hair drier during this season. So you might want to up the mask. Um, so try some some deep conditioning treatments. Um, in your hair or do a hot oil treatment pre-shampoo, shampoo it with a moisturizing shampoo, then do your, your deep conditioning treatment. You want to do deep conditioning treatments literally, if you don't do them all year, the season to do it is the winter months. So we're in the middle of the winter, so do a deep conditioning treatment. It's going to be a win for you um, and your hair is going to love it. It's going to eat it up and then it's it's just going to feel 10 times better. So this will be the best time to do it. So that way when it's time to prep yourself for the summer and the humidity, because, yes, we're in Florida, but if you're in the middle of downtown Chicago or downtown uh, uh, New York City, it's hot and humid there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you still want to prep the hair now because, even though it's cold outside, you're going into dry air inside of buildings um, because of the heat is on. And, if you know, the heat may be on in your house at night and your hair is drying. Also, this is a great time to, to use your bonnet, guys. Now, I know Monique says do not wear the bonnets outside. I totally agree with her. But use a satin bonnet or use a satin pillowcase during this time because, again, the hair is dry. And we don't want to give any reason for this hair to break off. Okay? So okay. change how you're sleeping during this time um, using a satin pillowcase or a bonnet. So that's my advice for the winter. Um, and then as next month as we move on to out, 
out, getting out of the winter, we could probably talk about what we can do to prep for the spring. But since we're in the midst of the middle, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to have to double and dabble because it's still it's hot, cold, hot, cold, you know. Yeah. So the, and that bonnet thing. You're keeping your car is going hot, cold, hot, cold. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. I... Okay, you you know my issue. <laughs> I find myself like about in the middle of the night. I've got to take that thing off of my head, you know. And Do maybe a it's just what I'm using, huh? What? Do a pillowcase. Do a pillowcase. Yeah. Okay. So that brings me. Do you do like a special pillowcase or? The reason I'm asking because it's like you know you're you're talking about getting a satin pillowcase, which satin doesn't necessarily sleep cool. So you know you okay. what, getting cotton cotton sheets, satin pillowcase. Yes. So okay. for our, for our ladies, I have personal summers. Okay. And I can get you any time of year, any time of the day. I totally I get it. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for me, having gone through pregnancy, and I have personal summers during that time, I understand it's hot. So what I would do, <laughs> what I would do is do a satin or silk, okay, just on the pillowcase. Now, when it hits you, when you're having that personal summer, y'all, you know, you, you remove everything, the seats and all that, I get it. Once you cool down, just go back to your pillow satin, your, your satin pillowcase, satin or silk. You don't have to do a whole sheet. I would not dare Mm-mm. tell y'all to change your whole linen to satin. Because y'all will get mad with me. Not okay? happening. <laughs> just, just the pillowcase. Just the pillowcase. Okay. All right, we'll see how that goes. In this season, in this season, you know, you don't do it all year long. Please do it for the winter months. Okay. All right. So what also do you suggest? Just one moment. We'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. I had to get my throat in gear. I had a little frog. Anyway, so so you're talking about hair milk now, and and I guess some of the depending on your hair, the heavier products. Um, what do you suggest? I, I was I met a young lady the other day. She was in the in the pool when I was at the gym, and you know her hair looked nice, but it was looked like it was kind of frizzing up a little bit. And then, like I said, she was in the pool, so I, I don't, I don't have the braids. But I was like, okay, her braids so much better. So if you have the braids now, and, and a lot of people do, men and women, uh, the braids and, and the twists and all of that, how do you keep them? How do you stay manage to stay active and then keep them looking good? Okay. Okay. Keep them from frizzing up. So one up. for one. So it's gonna your baby hairs are gonna frizz because that's new growth, right? Okay. That part's gonna frizz. Now, if you're talking about the ends of the hair, 
the if you're getting not not straight back corn rolls, but if you have like individual plats, right? There's things you right. can do in the meantime if it starts frizzing. So you can get you some hot, hot, hot water, and then dip the braids in the hot water, and it kind of reactivates it, and it, and it kind of seals the deal a little bit more, right? So that's tip number one. If you have straight okay. backs, there's really no real way of keeping them from 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 frizzing, frizzing, ugh, can't talk, from frizzing. Um, so, like, if you're getting in the pool or you're washing them, typically straight backs at max can last about three weeks, right? Uh, and that's if you are that person that ties them down every day and, um, you know, do really good uh, daily care on them. If you don't, you know, it's just going to show how well you keep. You have to work at keeping them up. Um, so, you know, keeping that, you might have to wear a head tie. So if you're that person that has personal summers, you might want to think about the style of braids you get in order to kind of keep them looking good the longest. All right. All right. So you got any other tips for us to get us through um, to to February? Well, you know, we're embarking on 2023. Um, So I would say just moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. I'm a moisturized queen. I'm going to always advocate for moisturizing, for moisturize because, Moisture because it's the winter months. So no matter where you are, you are listening from. Moisture is going to be your best friend at this season for the rest of January and February. So moisture is the tip of the day. Um, it's just finding the right moisture for you. So start off something gentle and soft like a hair milk. Again, guys, is that Target on sale six dollars and forty nine cents in the Central <laughs> Florida area? I don't know about you, but it, it's it's still 25% off for you if you have Target Circle app. Sign up. Um, <laughs> and I don't work for Target. Okay, I'm just trying to save you some money. <laughs> and then um, if you're doing wet to dry, also do a light moisturizer. Use whatever product it is for the cast. And then mm-hmm. um, that way when you get rid of the cast, that's going to happen naturally. You still have that softness in your hair. So that's what I suggest. Ms. Candace, Candace Thomas, our stylist and health expert, thank you so much. You have a good evening, good day. Take care. You too, love. And thank you all for listening. Tomorrow, Nadine Brown, attorney, immigration attorney and warrior princess. She is going to be on tomorrow. Thank you all for joining us. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, All real power comes from God. Take care. He'll make it all right.